This is the Full Frontal Living Podcast. I'm your host, master coach, and emotional resiliency expert, Lisa Carpenter. I'm here to be your guide through real, raw conversations, navigating life as a high achiever. This show covers what it takes to create physical and emotional well-being, along with how to honor and partner with your body. I'm here to guide you to a connected relationship with yourself, turning self-care into a way of being and not just another task on your to-do list. After all, the things we love, we take care of. This podcast gives you permission to love what you do, but love yourself more. Welcome to the Full Frontal Living Podcast. Well, hey, hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Full Frontal Living Podcast. And today is going to be a meaty episode. I am going to share some reflections on my past year, which I know it's like June, but you know, we're six months into the year. I think it's always good. I'd love just to glimpse back and say, wow, look how far I've come. Uh, So often the clients that I work with really struggle to pause and acknowledge and reflect on what they've accomplished or how much they've changed. And it's, it's a practice in my life. So if you are tuning into this podcast, I want to give you this opportunity to pause with me and consider what you've actually accomplished in the past six months, even in the past 30 days. But are you willing to pause and reflect with me because it's such a powerful, powerful exercise in cultivating a deeper sense of self-worth. Like imagine if you never acknowledged the accomplishments of your children, they wouldn't feel very loved if you, if you never paused and celebrated with them. So not only is this a good skill for you to learn, but it's also something that you want to teach your children about. So if this is the first time joining me, my name is Lisa Carpenter. I'm a master coach and an emotional resiliency expert. I also like to call myself an emotional fluency expert. And here on the Full Frontal Living podcast, we get messy. We talk about all things emotional fluency. We talk about connecting to self, the importance of rest and play, and how we take care of our physical and emotional well-being. In this podcast, we stop numbing our way through life. We have the courage to be curious about the things that we are unwilling to be with. (laughs) And we sit in them and we shift them and we create new perspectives. So thank you so much for tuning in and sharing this time with me. I always appreciate landing in people's earbuds every week. And now that we are slowly being released out into the universe again, I think everybody's going to be tuning back into podcasts. It's hard to, it's been hard to listen to some of the things I want to listen because I haven't been at the gym as much and I've just been trying to stay unplugged. So maybe you've felt the same way, which case, welcome back. So I was flipping through old journals Uh, They become such powerful ways for me to reflect. And, you know, journaling was never really a a default setting for me. I learned how to journal when my hubby went into rehab because, to be quite honest, my emotions needed a place to go. 
and it was a healthy way to express what I was feeling because I was feeling anger and sadness and all the things. And I, I didn't know where to put that emotion. And in fact, I didn't even want to feel that emotion or be with it. So journaling became a place where I would just kind of unpack what was going on for me. And just so we're clear, I'm not a, I have no rules around journaling. Sometimes it's half a page. Sometimes it's a full page. Sometimes it's bullet points. Sometimes it doesn't make any sense and it's not a coherent story. Journaling can be whatever you want it to be. The bottom line for me is my journal is a place I can go whenever I choose to, if I need to unpack something. And so often, you know, we think we're navigating things, keeping them in our heads. But when we take pen to paper, something magical happens. It's like all the crap flows out of us onto the page. At least it does for me. And it also gives me a place to write down my my dreams and my visions. And as soon as you put those dreams and visions on paper, it's like you've put in an order to the universe. And it's really spectacular when I go back through journals and see that I've manifested a whole bunch of things that I wanted to manifest. Now, I don't keep my journals forever because I found for me that I had this tendency to cling to the past. So I no longer cling to the past, but I do allow myself to reflect on the past, but I also trust when it's time to let these old journals go. So today, I want to share with you an experience that I had almost a year ago. This was back in August of 20, oh my gosh, this was 20, this was actually 2018. Holy Dinah, guys, this is like, we're in 2020 now. So this is almost two years ago. But even though it's two years ago, and I was like, I'm sure this was last year, it's two years ago. This was a really profound moment in my life. And you know, over the past two years, and especially over the past year, my business really took off in a whole new way. And I believe it's from the commitment that I made to myself to grow as a human being, and to let go of all the stories that were holding me back from really owning, you know, for lack of a better term, my greatness. And when I say that, I want you to understand that you also have greatness in you. We all do. We come to the planet as these amazing human beings and, you know, spiritual beings in a human body. And then we layer on all this crap about ourselves that's that's just not true. So this podcast's purpose is to allow you to identify some of your stories so that you can step into your greatness. And greatness isn't about ego. It's simply acknowledging your worthiness has to come from within you. If you don't think you're great, are you putting that expectation on somebody else to tell you that you're great? So almost two years ago, and I went on a very fancy retreat with some top female entrepreneurs and businesswomen from around the globe. It was phenomenal. It was absolutely phenomenal. But I remember that it was a time in my life when I was really struggling. I was really struggling. I was struggling financially. I was still very much addicted to my struggle and my suffering. And I've talked about this on past episodes, and I'm going to do another episode coming up around uh, money and my relationship with money and how you can transform yours. 
I was really addicted and had all my focus on what I didn't have, what I wasn't earning. And because the money wasn't in the bank, I refused to allow myself to feel successful. So here I am at this retreat in the beautiful part of the world, sitting with these amazing women. And that part of me that believed that I was a fraud and didn't believe I deserved to be there. So I'm going to circle back around to how I release that story. But today I want to tell you about how much I was still also clinging to control. So you may or may not know, I have a fear of heights. Let me rephrase that. I don't know what happens to me, but when I get close to the edge, I I almost get anxiety over it. I don't know if in a past life I fell to my death or what, but it doesn't matter how many times I conquer this fear because I've conquered. So I guess I can't call it conquering it because it's still there, but I have overcome it over and over and over again by jumping off high things. And it, it still doesn't get any easier. I remember standing on a cliff in Jamaica gosh, more than a decade ago. And I couldn't get myself off the ledge, but I also knew if I didn't jump, I would never forgive myself for missing out on that experience. So, um, you know, my boyfriend at the time, now hubby came up and took my hand and said, on the count of three, Lisa, we're jumping. And I knew if I didn't jump with him, I'd never jump. So we jumped and obviously I didn't die. I'm still here, but I, I, I don't know what it is about heights. So at this retreat, we had an opportunity to do a high ropes course. So of course, I'm like, let's go do it. I'm all about leaning into discomfort and overcoming things because I know that you know, we are we are, we are powerful beyond measure, right? We can master our thinking and we can do amazing things when we get over our emotions, right? Our thoughts create our emotions and vice versa. So here we go up on this rope course. We're getting higher and higher and Lisa's getting more and more scared, but I was just like, just focus on the next platform, just focus on the next platform. And we did it one step at a time, one platform at a time. And I was always aware that the choice to come down was there for me. At any point, I could have come down. We're attached to carabiners. You know, you don't fall. You just kind of float to the ground. But I wanted I wanted to be strong. I wanted to prove, <laughs> again, that proving place. I wanted to prove that I could do it. And I wanted to not feel that fear, right? I wanted to just, I wanted it to go away. And I thought, I'm going to, I'm going to conquer this. Until I got to the end of the course. (laughs) Now, the end of the course was a platform high up in the trees. So here I am with other women that I respect and admire. Here I am, this coach that's all about helping people feel their feelings, stay present with their emotions. And I was caught in mine. Now, there were two ways down. I could jump or I could climb down. But I created a story standing on the edge of that 
that uh, platform, to me, climbing down represented shame, fear, and so much more, including failure, failing myself if I climb down. This is what I was telling myself. Whereas I want you to hear what I'm saying. Like climbing down would have just been a choice. I didn't have to make it mean anything. But standing up on that platform, holy Dinah, was I making climbing down mean a whole lot. But to jump, to jump was a true test of faith. There was nothing to hold on to. I had to literally just jump off the platform. And I had a visceral reaction. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this, and I've had it many times when it comes to jumping off things, it still shows up. My body started shaking. It was like physically I was feeling what I was trying to not feel. My body was like, nope, (laughs) you are not going to numb this out. You are going to be fully present. I couldn't stop shaking and I couldn't stop crying. I knew it was safe for me to jump, but I couldn't move my feet. I was so planted in resistance. I wanted to be on the ground so badly. But I wanted another way (laughs) that offered me a little more security, which would have been just climbing down. But because of the stories I was telling myself, I couldn't take that route. So here we are. Everybody's waiting for me. Everybody else has jumped off. Eyeballs are on me. We got to get back for dinner. And what really landed for me was that no amount of physical strength was going to get me off that platform. My strength, it didn't matter how much I could move in the gym or what I could do. That wasn't helping me jump. My thoughts certainly weren't helping me because my thoughts were laced in fear, even though I'm like, I know this isn't rational. This was the first time really that I was standing in such a vulnerable and exposed place where nobody could help me. There was nobody who was going to come up and hold my hand. There was nobody that was going to jump with me. The only way I could leave that platform was by leaving that platform. The only way I could get off that platform was by surrendering and having faith that I was going to float down. I was attached to a carabiner. I'd watched all the other women jump off, some of them upside down, woohooing. And I was just like, there's nothing about this that is fun. My girlfriend was at the bottom. She was cheering me on, which was almost making it worse. I just needed everybody to be quiet. I'm asking you, when have you been in a position where you knew you had to surrender, but you were still desperately clinging to trying to control it, trying to control your emotions, trying to control how it was going to happen. And life demands that we let go of control. The things that we want, it means that we have to surrender and we have to trust that we're going to be held on the way down. That's what faith is about. You can't see it. You can't touch it. You just have to know you're going to be okay. 
this felt so vulnerable to me for everybody to see me in so much fear, to see me looking so weak, and to realizing the stories that I was still holding about weakness and about strength and about courage. It didn't make me a weak leader to be feeling what I was feeling didn't make me a weak leader to express my emotion. That moment on that platform and that moment when I stepped off, which I don't even remember, was what helped me step into that next level of leadership. It reminded me of the space that I hold for my clients and letting them know that they can be seen in their vulnerability, they can be seen in their fear, And that they can have faith that they can jump and that they're going to be held. I learned that the universe always has my back and that the experiences that I have are always growing me and are always helping to push me and step me into that next level. (sighs) Courage doesn't usually look like courage. Courage doesn't usually look like confidence. The most confident people I've ever met are the ones who are the most afraid. The stories that we tell ourselves about what makes us strong aren't the things that make us strong. And the more that we're willing to be open and vulnerable and express what's going on for us and how we're feeling, the more we're going to step into our power. You know, this is also a really powerful lesson is in that nobody needs you to save them. I'm sure you have people in your own life who are standing on that metaphorical platform, terrified to jump and you just want to go up and you want to do it for them. And you want to take away the pain If anybody had come up and helped me get off that platform, they would have robbed me of the lesson that I learned. They would have robbed me of the experience that grew me. This is why, (laughs) this is why I do what I do. This is why and how I'm able to hold such powerful space for women to be in their emotions because I know they don't need to be safe from it. And I know it's safe for them to be vulnerable and not understand and to almost feel paralyzed sometimes. I know how to get them off the ledge without actually holding their hand, doing it for them. That's what I do. It's my superpower. So that experience grew me. And then I came home and I really realized that all the things that I was scared of, all the things that I was clinging on to control of, like worrying about my money, worrying about my business, worrying, was just me trying to control an outcome I had no control over. I decided I was going to stop worrying about money and I was going to surrender, hand it over to the universe and have faith that everything was working out. 
And I already had proof that everything was going to be fine. Just like I had proof standing on that platform. I was going to be fine. Everybody else was fine. (laughs) I remember sitting on the edge of my bed. And the old story immediately wanting to show up though. Lisa, you don't deserve to be there. You didn't deserve to be there. Who are you to be in that room? You're not a leader like those women. And I remember saying, stop it. I'm not available for this anymore. I get to have a damn seat at the table because I'm choosing to have a seat at the table. I'm choosing to claim success because I'm successful. I'm choosing to no longer give my power away to my bank account balance, or maybe for you it's the number on the scale, or God knows what else. I surrendered. I stepped off the platform and I stepped into my leadership. I sat myself at the damn table and I have never walked away from it since. So where in your life are you clinging tightly? Where do you need to surrender? Where are you trying to be strong instead of just allowing yourself to acknowledge what you're feeling? Because those feelings are attached to the thoughts that are holding you back. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're not good enough or you don't deserve it yet. Or what will people think of you if you do X, Y, or Z? Who cares? Do you know what's important? It's how you think and feel about yourself. When you do the things that scare you, when you take that leap, when you pull up a chair at the table you've been afraid to sit at, that's you putting a deposit in your self-worth piggy bank. That's you telling yourself that you're good enough and that you're worthy of all the things that you want in your life. So my role on this earth is to connect women into themselves, connect them back to their hearts, get them out of their unhealthy behaviors, get them out of being trapped in the emotions that they're trapped in that they don't even realize that they're trapped in. And allow them to step into their power and their potential so that they can live a life that is free of numbing and hiding and being afraid. So maybe that's you. And if it is, make sure you head over to my website and book yourself on my calendar for a transformational coaching session. Who knows? It might be your jumping off the platform moment that will change your life. That's what I do. So until the next episode, I hope you enjoyed this. I love sharing stories uh, from my past that brought me so much wisdom that allows me to do what I do today in the way that I do it. There's a lot of peeling back of layers. Have a wonderful week. Please remember to make you a priority. By making you a priority, by putting your self-worth 
You are telling yourself that you matter in your own life. And if you are here to make a bigger impact in the world, you have to make sure that you are first and foremost making sure that you are showing up and having the impact on your own life by taking care of you. So until next time, enjoy your week. And I'll see you on the next episode. So my question for you today, how long are you going to stay stuck, drowning in the doing and feeling overwhelmed trying to meet other people's needs? How long are you going to remain attached to behaviors that don't serve you, like emotional eating, people pleasing, and probably an addiction to your work? How long are you going to numb yourself and shove down your feelings because you're afraid of feeling the discomfort? In short, how bad does the pain have to get before you're willing to make a change? The honest truth is it's not going to get better on its own. You might think, oh, it'll be better when my business makes more money or when COVID is over or when the kids go back to school, which I don't think is going to really happen. But life is going to life. There will be some new distraction, some new challenge, some new obstacle, some new circumstance you're going to have to deal with. The change has to come from you, not from your external environment. You have to make the decision to transform yourself from the inside out. But when it comes to taking responsibility for your actions, behaviors, choices, and mindset, you don't have to do it alone. This is what I do. I coach driven, ambitious women just like you in how to navigate this process of transformation. There's no problem too big or too scary for us to tackle together. I have seen and heard it all. If you want to learn more, I want to invite you to apply for a one-hour transformational call with me. And in just 60 minutes, we'll dive into what's creating your current struggles, frustrations, and chaos that's holding you back. And we'll find a breakthrough solution. Yes, I promise you it can happen that quickly. You just need to be open, willing, and curious. So to apply for your session before you do anything else, head over to my website's work with me page at lisacarpenter.ca forward slash WWM. I can't wait to see you on my calendar.